an opportunity to give an exhibition of his bravery, his extraordinary strength, and the resistless fury of his onslaughts. Not one, not five, not ten common soldiers dared face the armless knight. Whole squadrons recoiled in terror before this mysterious avenger of the wrongs of Christendom, who, without hands, struck down the Muslim warriors as the grain falls before the blast. Again and again Saladin sent the flower of his men against the armless knight, whose strength and valour had already made his name a terror to the superstitious soldiery. Little realising the terrible fate awaiting him, the Muslim warrior would rush upon my ancestor with uplifted scimitar, when, with one blow of his sword-armed stirrup, the armless knight would cleave the breast of his foeman's horse, and then trample the infidel to death as he rolled upon the ground. It was now high noon. Upon an eminence, Saladin watched the tide of battle, saw with anxious eye the appalling slaughter of the very flower of his army. Already the name, rank, and nationality of my young ancestor had been made known to the Muslim leader. La ilah, Mohammedul Bikula, he cried, stroking his beard. Blessed is the man who can call that Christian warrior his son. How many of the Prophet's children has he slain this day? Six hundred and fifty-nine, was the answer given. Six hundred and fifty-nine, echoed Saladin. And it is but noonday. When nightfall came, the number had been increased to one thousand and seven. Upon hearing of the terrible day's work of the armless knight, Saladin's great heart bled, and yet he could not withhold his admiration for such wondrous skill and bravery. Go! cried the magnanimous infidel chieftain. Go! Take from my household that beauteous slave, Kohilat, her with orbs of lustrous black, the very blossom of grace and flower of queenly beauty. Lead her to the armless knight, with royal greeting from Saladin. His valour makes him my brother, Jawar, though he be. Away! When the beautiful Kohilat was led into the presence of my young ancestor, and the announcement made to him that Saladin had sent her as a present to him, the armless knight, with royal greeting as a token of his respect for one so young and yet so valiant, the first thought of the Christian youth was to wave her indignantly from his presence. At that moment, however, Kohilat raised her large and lustrous eyes and fixed them full upon the young man's face. It was more than human heart could stand. Motioning her retinue to leave his tent, he advanced to her side with respectful mien and said, Kohilat, a strange fate has sent thee to me. The messenger of the great Saladin imparts to me knowledge of thy goodness, thy amiability, and thy gifted mind, which holds within its store most delightful imagery and useful knowledge as well. He informs me that thou standest in the direct line of descendant from that famed 
princess of your land, Scheherazade, who, for a thousand and one nights, held the thoughts of the Sultan of the Indies so enthralled by the play of her brilliant fancy as to turn him aside from his terrible project of vengeance. Dost think, Kohilat, that thou canst forget thy false god, and love only the true one? Ay, my lord, murmured the gentle Kohilat, if such be my lord's pleasure. A smile spread over the handsome face of my young ancestor. He would fain have met with more resistance in converting the fair infidel to the true faith, but though he searched that beautiful face long and closely for any sign of subtility, yet saw he none. "'Tis well, Kohilat," he continued, "'and now answer me, and speak from thy heart. Art thou willing to become...